Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and new trends emerging within the construction industry. This show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Olin Crowley, Architect and Design Manager with AWL. Olin, thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted you were able to join us today. Pleasure. So, Olin, um, AWL, uh, Architects Workshop Limited, tell us a little bit about the work that you're involved in. Um, we're involved in a wide range of, of projects, I suppose, um, across all sectors, uh, both uh, in Ireland and and and, and abroad. Um, um, I suppose the projects abroad range in um, uh, sort of emergency accommodation and uh, and and primarily uh, sports uh, leisure and stadia projects. Um, we're 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 tied in with a company, uh, and we're consulting to a company called Innovate Stadia. And um, another company called uh, SBS Terracing, which is a sandwich plate system terracing company. So effectively what it is, it's a um, a modular stadium uh, uh, process and design. Very good. And um, in terms of your work abroad, you mentioned there you're involved in the provision of uh, emergency accommodation. You might just tell us a little bit about that, because obviously that's so topical in Ireland. Um, it's a nut that hasn't been fully cracked here. I mean, are there models from outside of Ireland that we need to be looking towards? Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of started off, um, I suppose, <clears throat> um, back in the day, uh, as long back as as uh, by 2006, 2007, uh, where we were involved in, in some stadium projects. Uh, we were asked to look at a couple of stadium projects in Poland, uh, went over to Poland and uh, trying to remember the name, Kajurj and Kozel and Apollo and places like this, all in Silesia. Um, and one thing led to another, and they, they were sort of all over the, the idea of the rapid build, um, demountable, permanent demountable sort of stadium. But what actually came out of that was when they were, they were quite interested in how we were going to do our accommodation, such as your changing rooms, your blocks, your, 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 um, your viewing galleries behind the the the, the CIVIP boxes and things like that. And we were talking about them all being done in um in in effectively a volumetric sort of um prefabricated system. And uh we said like you've got two ranges you can go for the bespoke purpose built or you can go for the the re, re, refurbished uh shipping container. And that led into um uh, emergency accommodation uh using shipping containers and we would loads of designs done and, and visuals and, and cost models and all the rest of it and then that moved into another sphere um where we um we we tied up with a company who were actually in in florida called Homefront homes they're no longer around but I, I we're still in touch with the directors but that was a sips um structural insulated panel system and again a, a rapid build um, um, modular sort of our modern method of construction, as you as you phrase it now, it was quite interesting. I never saw SIPs moving here in Ireland until recent, and and now there's a there's a couple of companies, and one company we're working with, um, uh, who are based in Galway, who um, who who are who are who are pushing the uh, the, the 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 SIP system um into into the market. You know, it's interesting when we look at maybe the evolution of offsite and other modern methods of construction in Ireland, because, you know, they're getting a lot of airtime at the moment. You know, it's certainly uh, this this um, 
type of modern construction is certainly stepping forward as a solution. Um, it's really what we need for the moment. But the reality is everybody we speak to, they've been championing these systems for at least one, if not two, and sometimes more decades. So yeah. can you just maybe talk to me a little bit about the process of adoption um, of new technologies as you've seen it across the industry, particularly when you have that international perspective? Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've got our um, our first uh, sort of, um, I, I suppose, specific project in terms of MMC working with um, with Tempo Housing. Um, like I said, we we first came across Tempo Housing in in in, in Holland in two thousand and eight. Um, they were doing uh, student accommodation using shipping containers, and um, uh, went 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 over there with a, with a couple of actually at the time U.S. investors who were looking at doing the same in the United States, and and we we were we 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 went around for for two days, looked at all the um, all the projects they had, and just thought. This is a great, this is a great fit, a great system, clever, reuse, recycling, renewable, sustainable, ticking all the boxes. There was 28,000 uh, shipping containers in, in Holland that were sitting there rusting away and they needed a home. And we said, we've got the, 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 uh, the technology to do it. But uh, unfortunately, it, it, shipping containers at the time were viewed as a secondhand pro building product and uh, it never sort of... Um, went too much further and then it was interesting seeing like things like sort of grand designs and them championing uh, uh shipping containers uh, um in terms of residential development i think the home of the year in northern ireland and all the rest of it and everybody said wow it's not so clever and they're going bang my head against the wall saying we were all trying to do this for years but nobody would listen but anyway um now for example the scheme in dublin with tempo um they're, they've moved away from from obviously shipping containers and they've got prefabricated, um, purpose-built, A-rated, very highly spec-spec um, uh, building system that's all uh, fabricated in Poland and shipped across. You're looking at um, you know, probably six weeks on site, um, and um, you know the uh, the the this particular project had planning permission had had planning permission in place already. Um and the, the the site was 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 purchased. It's a small scheme, it's only six units. Um and that's 12, 12 um um uh, effectively um uh, modules, volumetric modules in terms of um the, the sort of cabins that are being put together. And cabins is a strong is a wrong phrase because to be honest with you, in terms of um people will think about sort of um you know, modular is still the phrase to use, but but MMC and and when you put that together, the the cladding is a brick slip cladding. You can have any finish in the world you want for all for for all intents and purposes. You're getting an industrialized tower building process, and um, with exceptional sort of uh, U values and and A ratings, um, and 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 it's like everything else. Something that's made in a factory generally is a lot better than something that's made, you know, in a field. You know, um, it, it just, I suppose it reminds me of the process of making a sausage. You know, you're talking about uh, six units um, for that particular scheme that actually the on-site time might be only six weeks. Yeah. But there's probably a lead-in time on that project of how long? Oh, there's there's a lead-in time, but, you, you know, it's a bit like the the, 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 the stadium stuff as well. I mean, the lead-in time would be that the factory has to get mobilised as economies of scale. Like if you... Uh, you can gear up with a with a 50, 50 residential unit order 
you know, that the, 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 the factories can gear up and probably produce about 20, 20 units, um, you know, a week. Um, you know, um, at the moment, they'd be working at about five units a week. But it's all, it's all, it's all, you know, it, it's a case of, um, you know, if they have to work 24 hours a day to produce these units and get them out, the quicker they produce them, the quicker they get paid. It's, it's a bit like, um, I suppose, a, a production factory uh, for, 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 for cars. I, I went over actually one of the one of the one of the many research trips we went over to a, a, a massive deva- uh, um, uh, facility in 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 northeastern England, and the company at the time was uh, they were known as the the Catfoss Group, and Catfoss used to do um, basically what 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 we're talking about in terms of um, modern methods of construction, but the, the their modules or their 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 cabins were primarily for the commercial market. They would use them for five or six years, then take them down, refurbish them, and reuse them again. And um, they've been doing a huge amount now. I still know uh, the guys there. Jonathan Hilson is one of the main directors, and he he's um, I mean everything from McDonald's to hospital extents and shopping malls. They're 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 rolling them out of the factory. You know, it's quite a quite a it's quite interesting to see. When, when a country and, a, and, a, and an, indeed an industry um, uh, embraces a new technology, how, how you can actually transform uh, the speed uh, in terms of how you can deliver projects, you know? You know it is interesting. It, you know, it's a little bit like uh, the adage that things change slowly and then they change all at once. And, and it feels like there is a bit of a tipping point. Um, so, I, and I think that maybe if it hadn't been for the crash, Ireland might have achieved this tip, tipping point um, you know, a good decade and a half ago because we know the early work was there and we know that it was credible and solid because actually the success stories from today in the MMC world were those that started actually um, back then. But it's interesting. Uh, what I'm uh, what I'm genuinely curious around is the evolving role of the architect in this because I think for most people, they wouldn't see the architect's... Um, it, 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 it this might not have been the work that when you set out and you started training and I know you've recently become a fellow and and so that just is a nod to your experience a number of years in the industry but yeah. is this the type of work you envisaged when you were studying architecture um I, I suppose I suppose you know I, I'd always had um in terms of a an interest in, in in terms of stadium architecture. And I did my thesis on the stadium, and I suppose it, it it evolved. You, you know, you you suddenly you graduate, and and, and I went. My 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 late father had a, had an established practice here in Dublin, Frank Crowley Architects Limited, and he said, "You're not coming in and working for me straight away because you'd be the boss's son and it'd be too easy. Get out into the real world." So so I went out and uh, knocked on a few doors and. Uh, I got a I got a job with a with a with a great practice there where I learned a huge amount and um, was Douglas Wallace with uh, with Hugh Wallace is now an international TV celebrity of course and um but uh, no they they threw you in at the deep end and you learned a huge amount um and so there we were doing I was doing hotels I was doing all sorts of of, of things but um Mosher wasn't something and indeed um uh, rapid build and 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 large quantities of rapid build wasn't something that was on my horizon at the time or on my agenda. But then sort of, um, I suppose, the stadium sort of side of things and the rapid build and the modular stadium, stadium box concept that we had um, forced us to look at um, how we could deliver um, the uh, accommodation of a stadium as quickly as um, um, the actual main stands and the main infrastructure of the stadium. 
and it, it was interesting actually in one, one of the projects we had a look at they wanted um uh, they wanted a hotel and uh the hotel operator that came in was uh was travel lodge and this is mark margate fc down and down, down the coast and um Travelodge have for years been being had been building their hotels uh, using using um, pods, bathroom pods, and indeed prefabricated uh, rooms. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it was that was that was the sort of that was about two thousand and eleven where I first saw um, literally the the hotel rooms being craned in on site, all fully finished, uh, first fix, second fix, wiring, plumbing, all done, um, and it was a, like a plug and play concept where. Literally, they just had sort of the stacks uh, were, were installed traditionally in terms of the service stacks, but basically everything just c- connected into the rooms. And you, you were looking at a, a 50 bed or a, an 80 bed hotel being delivered about um, at least at least three times quicker than, than traditional bill. And that, w- again, would fly in the face of what a lot of people would expect the architect's view to be, because, you know, even um, say if we're looking at one off homes, um, it would be seen as a selling point uh, if we were talking about an architecturally designed home. Yep. And what that the shorthand for that is that it will be bespoke and unusual and and beautifully appointed. So when actually when you're working within modules as an architect, are you able to deliver on your design vision? Does it limit you or? Um, I, I, I think the actual the, the, the one thing the one thing about um um um. I suppose modular MMC is that um, it's it's about repetition, and 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 you know if you're if you're doing the same unit, such as a hotel room, and you're repeating that and repeating that, it's 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 literally rolling them out of the factory. The thing is being being processed, and that's where you drive down your costs, and that's where you you pick up the speed. If you're doing, I, I mean, I I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't believe MMC is. Um, is is suitable for for bespoke one-off projects because it's um it's unique and you're you're maybe from a from a cost point of view it's maybe something that's going to be um if you're doing your bespoke design and you're doing something special you're maybe going to have to have to consider doing it in in a, in a traditional build but at the same time there's sort of hybrids then of the of the the MMC model which 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 isn't sort of a timber frame and it's not um a breeze block you know it's uh our, our concrete block work I should say it's 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 things like the sips panels which is a rapid build it's not a it, it it's it's arriving um it's arriving to site not flat packed but vertically packed prefabricated walls and they click into place and you're you're building you're building um Maybe not not quite as fast as um, as uh, as a volumetric uh, prefabricated element coming to site, but but not too far off it. So there's 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 different. There's I, I suppose every project has its own um, has its own methodologies in terms of how you're going to deliver it, and and usually it's 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 budget driven in a lot of cases, um, and I think um, for for me. Um, I think there's real opportunities for for we're we're involved in in, in emergency accommodation proposals at the moment, and and we're 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 working on on designs there where it's 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 replicating designs, but that design can can evolve to uh, revert back to um, uh, uh, standard residential. So the modules are being designed as thirty seven and forty five square meters, so they will be compliant with with um, apartment guideline sizes 
so that when this crisis is o- over uh, sooner rather than later, these these modular units, or these 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 uh, dwellings will revert back to, um, and they're demountable and movable as well, of course. But they can they can be reused as um, as housing stock. And Olin, how has not so much the role of the architect, but say uh, when the architect gets involved? So we know that the RIAI has done great work in promoting design for manufacturing assembly DFMA. Um, but in terms of when architects are brought into into the role for uh, and looking at MMC versus traditional, because one of the things we've learned in recent years is that. Um, maybe where planning has been granted on a set of plans and then when it goes out to tender, actually at that point it can be difficult to try incorporate elements mm. of MMC or to to go uh, all in on MMC, you know, and, and so then usually what you end up is something like the bathroom pods going in and then that's considered mm. MMC. So actually, how is that changing when you're speaking to project owners on the ground? Are they considering a non-traditional approach earlier in the process? Um, in a lot of cases, I would have to say no. Um, the, the, there was one or two schemes where we 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 were asked to look at um, uh, apartment schemes that had been granted planning permission, and um, we we took our templates out in terms of the 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 the, the one of the the systems. I mean, the widths the widths of the systems. You have to be able to transport them to site on on a on a on a flatbed truck. Um, and the rules and regulations that we learned in the UK, because we did a number of um, MMC uh, hospital units in a place called Orpington in Kent back in 2012, and um, these were all, uh, you know, if if you if you if you if if the if the, the modular modular unit um, or pod was uh, was over a certain width when it's been transported down, you had to have dispatch riders and you had front and back, and that adds to the costs. So you learn very very quickly not to make the units too wide, but with, with, so we have a we have a template that we use, and we were saying right these units are a certain length, certain width. And of course, it's a case of you're trying to actually do the uh, it's like t- taking pieces of jigsaw and putting them together and trying to make that design work in terms of the modular template that you have. Um, and in a lot of cases, you were you were you were falling up, falling short. You were looking to try and sort of squeeze spaces and and, and elongate. So to be honest with you, it's not something that I think um, we we were. From the projects we looked at, we were able to successfully sort of say yes, we can make this work as a um, as an MMC uh, stackable sort of um, uh, pod structure, as it were. You know, um, the the design was too far 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 advanced as a as a as a traditional build. And I I think there's a really interesting lesson or takeaway there for the audience as well about the importance of early engagement. Actually, when you're looking at um any form of offsite or any of the other um, modern methods of construction, because again, it is so important. Um, the early engagement from whether it's the technical design, uh, whether it's the structural engineers or the architects coming in, it's something that we hear, it's a message that's conveyed quite a lot. Um, I, I'm conscious in the broader construction, um, in the broader construction sphere, it has been a really challenging few years and it feels like we hadn't really had much of a we hadn't much of a recovery period essentially from a challenging decade. So, how are your clients and and maybe new clients you're talking to about potential new projects for 2024? Um, what's the sentiment that you're getting from existing and and new clients? Well, it, it's 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 a very 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 positive to be honest with you. Um, um, 
you know, I, I do I do think um and and I have to be careful we're live in there and um but I do find the planning process here at times um somewhat uh ridiculous in terms of what we have to do and what we have to um furnish to local authorities to try and get a, a planning permission across the line. And 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 that's that's down to down to, to legislation, but there isn't a consistency, I suppose, in in in, in the process. And some local authorities require huge amounts of information. Other local authorities, I've seen, I've seen planning planning applications online where they've literally gone in for the bare basics and they've got a grant of permission. And I'm sort of saying, if we were to do this in X, Y, and Z, we'd we'd have to have at least um, 15 reports, um, analysis, this, that, and, and all the rest. But so so the planning process does add a huge amount onto, onto the delivery of residential. And we have a housing crisis, and the housing crisis is only going to get worse. Um, there is the issue with regard to available service land. But um, like I said, there's, 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 we used to just have our, our domestic and, uh, a, a, and a few non-national um, um, residents looking for, 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 for accommodation. And now that's gone through the through the roof, and I think it's going to continue to get worse with everything that's going on in the Middle East in the last few weeks. It seems to be one crisis after another. So I think you know we as a we as a we as a nation are going to be expected, and rightly so, to take in uh, people that are um, having a having a tougher time. God knows we as the Irish we travelled the world um, and immigrated across the world uh, when we were having a tough time, and now we're now we're now we're going to have to welcome people to our shores. But they're going to need accommodation as well, you know. Well, um, absolutely, and the people who are building that that accommodation are going to need accommodation. Um, so it, it feels like um the demand the demand uh, side of the equation is absolutely not in question at all. Um, I suppose only yeah. before we before we finish up because I am conscious of your time as well. Thank you for being so generous with it. Um, just because you've referenced planning, is there anything in the planning and development bill that makes you hopeful? These things are going to change. Well, well, I, 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 I'd have to say that I think, um, and 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 it's not often people sort of um, uh, give credit to politicians, but I think the housing minister, despite the fact that he gets a lot of lot of grief in the media, I think he's produced quite a few plans and quite a few strategies which are which are very commendable and very forward thinking. Um, and I think. Um, you know, I, I think that's what you need. You need you need leadership in this sphere, and 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 I think we do have it. I do I do think we have it there. Um, I think it's 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 um, it, it's it's refreshing to see sometimes because we've all we've all sort of we've all experienced um sort of um, various departments and it within within government and local government level which haven't maybe worked um particularly well. But I must say, I think from leadership has to come from the top, and I think it's been quite quite uh quite evident here, you know, in terms of the strategies and the forward thinking. You know, that's a really positive note to end on. And I, and I am delighted that you've said that because you're right. It's not it's not always popular um, to to commend uh, and to credit when good work is done. I think maybe the source of frustration maybe is around big announcements and then a, a lack of tangible delivery after that but you're absolutely right there have been some initiatives that genuinely have been transformative on the ground we just need more mm. of that um, yeah. and and maybe a, a more of a more of an an interrogation of the obstacles like planning that are still standing in the way but um thank you so much and i suppose a uh, final final word for today um you know what are your expectations for 2024 
Um, expectations for 2024. I think um, um, obviously we'd like to sort of see um, uh, an acceleration in in terms of delivery of of of, of affordable units. Um, big issue I think in this in this country isn't just um, affordability and emergency accommodation, but it's actually the the first time buyers out there. The, the the young people I've got I've got I've got kids who are my 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 daughter's in her early twenties and, and a couple of teenage boys and I'm sort of thinking to myself how are they ever gonna get a house and that's something that's the next problem then and I well it's a, a current problem now in terms of affordability and um you've got people we're building a national children's hospital and we're going to have thousands of staff required um, nurses accommodation where are they going to live how are they going to afford to live in this city and go to work in a, in a children's hospital so there's a lot of challenges ahead and i think affordability rapid delivery and affordability and um and i think if you if you if you deliver something and you 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 have enough supply in the market that sort of sometimes put manners on the price of something as well so I think it's sort of somewhat connected. So that's 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 and that's what I'm hoping that the the 2024 will deliver. We'll, we've got a lot of lot of very capable people in this country who are working hard to uh, to get get a, um, a residential um, uh, and cheaper residential on the market from government level all the way down to mere architects like myself. And I think um, you know we'll keep keep the momentum going is what I'd say. Excellent, keep momentum going. That's that's a good note and. I just you remind me that only this week um a very senior planner uh, really raised the question of do we have a housing crisis or is it more is it more accurate to say we have an affordability crisis and I think he had a really good point so um and that's that's not that's not a statement it's a question and I'll leave that hanging there um but thank you so much that was Olin Crowley architect and design manager with AWL uh, our thanks to show producer Katie Talnut to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media also thanks to Place Engage for making these conversations possible if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other real estate construction shows on iProperty Radio and finally thank you for tuning in we'll catch you on the next episode Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio